2: Now, it is apparent that angels exercise free will since some of them, by their own volition, chose to follow Satan in his rebellion against God. You know, Daniel is so filled with interesting insights into the battle that's happening in the spiritual realm.
1: A battle that was taking place uh, during Daniel's time here on earth. And continues to take place today. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor of Church of the Highlands. They're on the web at churchofthehighlands.org. And this is the kind of teaching that uh, you will hear from the pulpit if you attend that church. We're picking up today in the eighth chapter of the book of Daniel and continuing on through the end of the book. Follow along if you can with Pastor Leighton Sheely.
2: You notice again that the messenger from God knows the future. He says the prince of Greece will come. In Nebuchadnezzar's vision of chapter 2, Babylon is followed by the Medo-Persian Empire, of which Daniel is now a part, which is then followed by the Grecian Empire under Alexander and his four generals, and finally by the Roman Empire in its various form. And the messenger here declares that the prince of Greece will come. And about two centuries later, it happened. When the angel gave this information to Daniel, he knew that Daniel would not be alive to see it fulfilled, so it was obviously then recorded for the benefit and encouragement of people who would be living during those difficult days. Now, the messenger infers that in addition to fighting against the prince of Persia, he's also going to be fighting against the prince of Greece. In his statement, no one supports me against them, against them except Michael. And there's yet another nugget of information here. No one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. Michael is not only a chief among princes, but he was assigned to Daniel's people, the people of Israel. Michael is their prince. Now, they might be a small group of people, and they might be a small nation, only 70 miles wide, 200 miles north to south, but they have a big prince that has been assigned to watch over and protect them. And then there's a curious statement that's made in verse 1 of the next chapter. And in the first year of Darius the Mede, I took my stand to support and protect him. So the question is, does this statement, I took my stand, suggest that the messenger made a choice of allegiance or that he took his assigned position? And also, why would Michael need his support or his protection? Now, it is apparent that Angels exercise free will since some of them, by their own volition, chose to follow Satan in his rebellion against God. You know, Daniel is so filled with interesting insights into the battle that's happening in the spiritual realm. And we also have another insight recorded for us in Colossians. And it speaks concerning Jesus. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him, making peace by the blood of his cross. Fascinating. Now, Daniel chapters 10 through 12 all cover one event of vision for Daniel. In chapter 11, the messenger clearly describes the rise and fall of Alexander the Great, who left his kingdom to his four generals, and also Antiochus Epiphanes, who was a type of Christ Jesus. And then we get to chapter 12, which begins with these words, At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of duress, such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So the great prince Michael will rise up, distress will escalate, the final battle will be fought. People whose names are found written in the book, Revelation describes it as the book of life, will be delivered from their distress. The dead who sleep in the dust of the earth will come back to life, some to everlasting life and others to everlasting contempt. Wisdom comes from God and those who are wise follow and obey God's word those who are wise will shine in glory verse 4 but you daniel shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase so the messenger for god declares that at the time of the end travel will increase and so will knowledge. You know, for most of human history, travel has been very difficult and limited basically to the pace of a walk, or if you were wealthy, perhaps walking a horse, but most people never traveled more than a few miles from the place they were born. All of that's changed in the last century or two with the advent of of locomotives and planes. In fact, in the 1970s, charter airlines made it possible for typical families in America to travel anywhere in the world for vacation. my family happened to own a travel agency at the time. We saw that happen. And in just the last few decades of history, travel has increased exponentially. And then as for knowledge increasing, in the last few years, last decade or so, people have begun carrying around smartphones that provide the knowledge of the world at their fingertips. How fascinating that these two signs, as time of the end, would occur in our lifetime. Now Jesus said no one knows the day or the hour of his return, but we can know the season if we're paying attention. And then he gives us descriptions of that signs of the season. And If you'd like more information about this, then I invite you to visit the church website and listen to the sermon series entitled Signs of the Season from summer of 2015. And then this messenger from God is joined by others. Verse 5, Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank of the stream and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream, he was either walking on the water or floating in the air above it, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream, he raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all of these things would be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. And then I said, Oh, my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Although God reveals some things about the future, other things are shut up and sealed until the appointed time. And sometimes we come to God in prayer, we don't get the answer we seek because the answer, it's not yet the appointed time. Verse 10, many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. But go your way till the end and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. Now, Daniel's no longer alive. He rests, but he will live again and he will stand in his allotted place at the end of the days. How about you? Is your name written in the book? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Have you declared him to be your king and yourself a part of his eternal kingdom? I'd like to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes because there might be some among us today that this is the day uh, that you make this decision. Um, I, perhaps the Holy Spirit of God has been, uh, I use the word speaking to you, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an audible voice. It can be a, something going on inside of you, uh, a discomfort. Uh, and, and he is drawing you to make that decision today. With the heads bowed and the eyes closed, I'd like to give you an opportunity to make that decision By raising your hand. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But I I do want to invite you to raise your hand. And by doing so, you are saying, Jesus, I invite you to be my Savior and Lord. I ask you to save me. I ask you to reveal your salvation to me and in me, I pray. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. You can put your hand down. Your hands down. And I would like to invite you, raise your hands, and all of the believers to join with me in this prayer. I will pray a phrase, and I ask you to repeat after me. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for making me and loving me, even when I've ignored you and gone my own way. I need you in my life. And I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please help me to understand it more. As much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. Please come into my life and make me a new person inside. I accept your gift of salvation. Please help me to grow now as a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer in earnest today, then we have this assurance from the Word of God. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you made that decision today, I want to invite you to take a piece of paper and write your name and phone number on it and hand it to me so I can follow up with you. You see... Receiving Christ Jesus as Savior is not only an event which takes place at a particular time, in this case today, but it's also the beginning of a process that will continue through time and eternity as you become more and more uh, in love through knowledge of your Savior and Lord. And I want to be here to encourage you in that journey of faith. And Lord, we are so very, very thankful for Daniel, his life, his example for us the insights that you gave him that bless us and encourage us. Lord, help us to be a Daniel for our generation. Amen. A
1: bit of an unusual broadcast for us today as Pastor Layton extended an invitation to those in the congregation following this, uh, what was really a lengthy series in the book of Daniel. He had preached these messages back in October and November of last year. I'm Mike Trout. This is Study Verse by Verse, a daily visit from Church of the Highlands and Pastor Layton Sheely. They're on the web at churchofthehighlands.org and would love to see you on a Sunday if you're looking for a church home. I encourage you to check out all the details about Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at churchofthehighlands.org. Have a great rest of your day and join us tomorrow if you can. When we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.
0: Three star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.